I'm so excited for my daddy's podcast, and it's going to start right now. Welcome to Volume 2 of the Lessons for Success show, the podcast heard by nearly 3,000 students, teachers, coaches, and others across the world. I'm your host, Adam Wardlaw, a middle school science teacher and high school football coach in South Carolina, USA. The goal of each episode is to share the stories of various people and the life lessons they've learned along their journeys. Before we get started, be sure you're following the show on all of our social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and yes, even TikTok. Simply search L4S Show. Just remember, it's the number four. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Lessons for Success Show YouTube channel, where all episodes are uploaded. If you're an educator, coach, or business leader, feel free to send the links to these episodes directly to your students or employees so they can benefit as well. Without further ado, let's start the show. Daddy, who's the guest on your podcast this week? PFT Commenter is a sports writer who covers the National Football League and U.S. politics for the online publication Barstool Sports. He's been previously published on other sports sites including SB Nation, Football Savages, as well as his own site, strongtakes.com. He's currently the co-host of the Pardon My Take podcast. The podcast averages between 750,000 and 1.5 million listeners per episode. Apple named the show one of the 12 best podcasts of 2016. And in 2017, the big lead ranked PFT commenter and his co-host as the number one sports media talents under age 40. In this episode, PFT takes us through his journey growing up and some of the many lessons he learned along the way that helped him reach where he's at today. You can follow him on Twitter at PFT Commenter, as well as the show at Pardon My Take. Enjoy. First of all, thank you for asking me. That's, I think it sounds like you've got a pretty cool podcast going on here, um, and it's like a unique way to to reach some of your students. So that's awesome. Good for you for, for like trying something creative like that. Uh, so I am originally from Northern Virginia. I grew up in Fairfax County and my mom was a, a high school teacher there. So uh, grew up, played soccer, football, basketball, baseball, uh, you name it. I was uh, into all kinds of sports. I was into, also I was into just watching sports on TV a lot. Me and my dad used to watch you know every single final four together every single ncaa tournament um you know we were big redskins fans growing up so spent a lot of my childhood watching sports on tv and watching espn and uh i used to be late for elementary school just about every single day because i remember uh we started at 905 and plays of the week on sports center went from like 853 until 857 and then my school was about 10 minutes away. So it'd always be like two minutes getting in class because my dad would let me stay and watch uh, plays of the week with him, uh, catch up on all the highlights and stuff like that. I, lo- I loved watching Rich Eisen, Keith Olbermann, Craig Kilborn way back in the day on there, uh, Stuart Scott, Chris Berman, obviously, you know, a lot of these all-time greats. And um, I did Dan Patrick is another one. And uh, we kind of it was a big part of my life watching sports and, and highlights and seeing how sports could be presented in a fun way. You could joke around about them. And uh, so I, I always kind of kept that with me. And as I grew older, 
uh, I became, I never, well, I'll, this is a good way to get into it. I never really grew. So I stopped growing at about like ninth grade. So all the other kids started getting bigger. I stayed at about five, eight, five, nine, and, uh, was no longer as good at, at basketball and soccer and all these sports where I kind of depended on being uh, one of the bigger kids. Uh, and I kept playing the sports, but I knew that at that point, I was not going to be a professional baseball player necessarily. I didn't have the physical uh, tools to be a professional basketball player, or soccer player. Uh, and so when I went to college, I, I had uh, an option to be the, I think, fourth string backup goalie or something like that on the on the college team. Uh, and the coach told me, well, you're, you're probably never going to play but you know you could still be on the team and i figured that there was uh probably better use of my time at, at that point than just kind of showing up and practicing every day and never actually getting to play in a game so i started uh i started playing rugby and uh, I, I kicked for a little bit in high school as well but i started playing rugby found that that was a, a good sport for me and and it kept me you know in good shape kept me in that like team environment that sort of thing but i i knew when I was in college, I wanted to uh, I wanted to be a comedy writer. I always knew that that was what my uh, what my desired profession would be, but I had no idea how I was going to get around to doing it. I just knew that I, I loved uh, making people laugh. I loved writing, and uh, that's what I wanted to do when I graduated. But I was still I was still kind of directionless uh, throughout my entire college career. So I looked at college as just a place where I could go have fun and I could show up for class. And as long as I got a paper, a piece of paper at the end of four years that said I graduated, then that's mission accomplished as far as I was concerned. I, I, there were no real classes in college that taught you how to be funny or, you know, uh, how, how to be or how to take on the profession that I wanted. I wanted to write funny things kind of about sports, but that's that wasn't really a profession or if it was there maybe six or seven people in the world that were making a good living doing that at the time, which would have been like 2000. 2006 and so um, I just wanted to get my degree and get out of college I, I took as little math as little science as possible while I was in college because I knew that those were two subjects I wasn't necessarily the strongest at although I did have I did have a good science course now that I think about it I had a very good uh, anthropology teacher my sophomore year and I got like a D minus in that class but I learned the most in that class which is kind of funny but um, I, I just wanted to skate by, just get a degree, get out of there, have fun. And so I spent four years in college and uh, then graduated, moved in with some friends right after right after college. And we tried to start up a, a sketch comedy team. So we did a, a bunch of short films, uh, a bunch of little sketches. I did some uh, a little bit of blogging on the side. And uh, we, we tried to make as many movies as possible just to make ourselves laugh and make our friends laugh. Because we, we knew that that's what uh, that's the direction that we wanted to go. But uh, ironically enough, my senior year uh, in college, I did take a class that was it was called comedy writing, and uh, I got into it uh, after it had started already. Because I don't know if you can pick up on what I've been telling you about my mentality when I was in school, but I wasn't much of a planner at all. I would just always wait till the last second to do everything. So um, I ended up not signing up for this comedy writing class and then being like shoot i really wish i had gotten in there class has already started and heard what a great class it was and how it fit in with what i wanted to do so i emailed the professor his name's inman majors he's the best teacher i've ever had he's a very funny guy and uh he 
gave me a waiver to join his class after it already started. And in that class, one of the assignments was to, you know, write uh, pretty open-ended, write a sketch, a comedy sketch that would be about, you know, five to 10 minutes or whatever. So I did. And then uh, we took that, my friends and I made it into a longer uh, sketch. And then we, we entered it into the university's film festival, entered it into some other places up and down the East coast and it won a couple of awards and made us think, Hey, maybe, maybe this is something that we're good at. And so uh, then we moved in together after college. It was me and several of my friends who do the, uh, they actually do the hard factor news podcast right now for Barstool sports. So um, it was me and those guys, Pat, Mark, Wes, Will, and our buddy Colin. And so we, we moved in together. We made sketch comedy for about uh, two years. We moved down to Austin to try to make some short films down there, make some movies down there, but uh, kind of hit a little bit of a roadblock when we got down there. Some of uh, the guys in our group started raising families. Some got you know good full-time jobs. And so uh, we all kind of drifted apart a little bit. We we're still good friends, but we just didn't have the time to put into uh, to kind of following this dream. And it takes, it's hard work if you're gonna start something like that from the ground up. Like there's, most of the stuff you put out is not gonna get any traction whatsoever. So you really have to love what you're doing in order to, uh, to kind of keep it going, to keep that motivation going. Because if you don't love something and you're putting a lot of work into it, not seeing a lot of results, it's really easy to just stop doing it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that your students have experienced something like that, whether it's a class that, that they're having issues with, or if it's like a friendship or, or a relationship that they got a girlfriend or something they're not that into, it's tough to fake it for a long time. So, um, so we kind of went our separate ways a little bit. And I got, uh, I got a bunch of odd jobs down in Texas. I was, uh, I called myself a used dog salesman, but I was really trying to get dogs adopted. So there were a bunch of homeless dogs uh, that, that lived at our shelter and I would drive them every morning out to the PetSmart or to the, uh, the supermarket or wherever I was going on that day. And I would just set up shop there with some pens and try to get these little dogs adopted and collect donations so that we could, we could keep them going because we were a no-kill shelter out there. And uh, it was about eight months of that, uh, driving these dogs around in these vans that would probably be 110 degrees because they didn't have working air conditioning all the time. Um, and being outside in, in the Austin, Texas summers, is uh, it, it gets tough. So I started looking for a, another job where I ended up selling air conditioners and uh, portable humidifiers and dehumidifiers, um, little mini fridges. I sold uh, like tankless water heaters. I, it was just a bunch of different appliances that I had no idea how any of them worked when I first started working there. Uh, so I did that for a little bit, just trying to make enough money to, to get by, but was still kind of directionless at that point uh, in terms of like, didn't have any idea if I was going to get back into, into writing comedy. I, I knew that I had a couple ideas for like a full length movie I could work on. That's really what I, what I wanted to do. Cause I, I like, I like writing something that makes me laugh. I, I like writing something that makes other people laugh. It's a good release for me. And I, I just wasn't really getting that. And uh, I eventually got another office job selling software and I don't know anything about software. I mean, I, like I said before, I flunked every math class that I took and I got a D minus in my best science class. So I'm not a computer science guy whatsoever, but uh, I guess I, I was an okay salesman. I had, uh, 
pretty good job, I would say there. And uh, after about two years, two and a half years of working at a job that I, most people would say was, you know, a pretty successful career, uh, I just, I came home one day and I was like, I just don't want to do this anymore. It's, I'm, I'm not having any fun. I'm bored by my job. I feel bad when I get home from work and I'm kind of sick of faking it that I, that I like this as a career. So uh, I, I started a Twitter account and I would just, I would reply to pro football talk news articles that Mike Florida, the guy that runs pro football talk would post. And I kind of, I created a character, which is uh, basically the, the type of goon that lives in the comment section and just is an internet troll. So I created this character to kind of make fun of the internet trolls out there, make fun of the comment section. Although I've always been a big comment section. I always read the comment sections. I can't help myself sometimes. So um, I, I guess I say, write what you know. So I was, I was kind of doing that. And after running this Twitter account for only like six or eight months, um, somebody asked me, I think it was Mike Tunison at, at a website called Kissing Susie Colber. He asked me if I wanted to write blogs for him. I was like, sure, absolutely. And it was right about that time that I decided, you know what, I'm done. I'm done working at, at a desk job. And I didn't really have a, have a great idea for how I was going to make money at that point, which is kind of short-sighted. But I knew, I knew that I was not happy in my current place. So um, I, I quit my job, started writing. One thing led to another. And uh, a couple of different blogs asked me to write for them. Had some pretty good early success. And then uh, about four years ago, I uh, was asked by Barstool Big Cat, you guys know him, Dan Katz, Big Cat, uh, to join up with him and to make a podcast called Pardon My Take. And I was like, yeah, you know what? That sounds great. Let's try something new. Uh, and then from that point, it's just been, it's been a lot of work. We work really, really hard, but we have a lot of fun at our job. And it, it's the most rewarding, most fun job that I've ever had. And it doesn't feel like work because it's me doing what I have always wanted to do anyways, and would probably be doing it for free. Uh, and I think that Big Cat feels the same way. And you can tell that, you know, by the way we go about our job that we really, we really care about it. We care about making people laugh. We care about making ourselves laugh, and uh, it really took off from there. And and we've got this big, wide community of listeners now that are the best listeners in the world, and they care about us, and we care about them. And it's it's become a really, really rewarding career. Uh, but I I think it all goes back to um, finding something that, at its core, I knew I wanted to do. And a lot of a lot of times you don't really realize what you want to do going through school. Like in, in high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I grew up. When I was in college, I didn't really know. I just wanted to make people laugh. I knew that, but I didn't know what that career would look like. And um, it ended up being, you know, a reality for me at this point. I think that uh, what I always tell people when they have a question for me about how, how can I get into podcasting or how can I get into writing about sports or, or writing about comedy or, you know, doing comedy writing, I tell them, and this is coming from me and I, uh, there's been a good deal of luck that has got into my success. I don't discount that at all. So I'm not an expert on how to succeed, but I tell them what, what's worked for me. And that is uh, if you find something that you really care about that nobody else 
seems to care about quite as much as you. Uh, whether that, you know, like for me, I, I was really into reading comment sections and absorbing what types of people lived in the comment section. And I was very good at satirizing those types of people or making fun of them and, uh, and understanding exactly how to make fun of them. And it's a very, very specific niche, but I was the only person that was really doing that. And so if you can find something that you care about, that you're good at, that nobody else is really focused on, you focus like a laser 110% on that one thing and you work at that and you're going to be successful, at least in my experience. I've seen it with a few other people too, um, where if you develop you know, your little niche and you absolutely dominate that small category, it can blow up into something really, really big. You know, kind of going through your story, it was just resonate with me. A lot of the kids that I teach on a daily basis that, you know, they might really love this one specific thing. Um, you, know, you name it, it's middle school. So it's, it's a wide variety, but, uh, and you talked about how you guys, you go and you move, you're with your friends, you're, you're doing what you love. Time kind of, you know, separates kind of was a roadblock for a little bit. You know, what were some of those moments like where you, you know, did you ever question yourself in some of those times where am I doing the right thing or am I on the right track? Can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, I think it's pretty natural to question yourself. You know, when, when you're not experiencing as much success as you'd like, you think like, am I, am I going about this the wrong way? Am I, uh, am I just not good enough at it? Those questions happen all the time and they still do sometimes if I have like a bad show, you know, like you, you doubt yourself occasionally. But um, I think it, what always brought me back is if I knew that it felt good to me if I could make myself laugh. And if I could make myself laugh with something that I write, then uh, it like perks me up a little bit. It gets me going. If I can do something, uh, it, it's almost like proving to myself that I got it, that I have, there, there's something there that I can keep working on. So um you know, there would be days sometimes where I'd sit down and start to write and it just, it wasn't coming out right. It wasn't for whatever reason, I wasn't feeling it that day. But if you just keep writing, you just keep at it until I got to that point where I wrote something that gave me a chuckle. Then at that point I was like snapped back immediately into it. Like, it, like it was like two cups of coffee immediately. Just boom. I was, I was there. I was ready to go. I was confident in myself. But um, that's kind of like a micro version of what you're saying. But on, on a bigger scale, there were a couple of years when I was down in Texas where I wasn't doing much writing at all. And, uh, you know, kind of just forgot about it. And work takes over sometimes. And by the time you get home from work, you might be too tired, too mentally drained. Uh, but eventually, it, you know, it was always in the back of my mind. And so after a couple of years, I just... I, I couldn't take it anymore. And that voice in the back of my head was getting louder and louder saying, this is not what you should be doing. You're not happy doing this. Um, and I wanted to give it another shot. And uh, yeah, it was just, there were some periods of doubt in there. Like I didn't think that it would ever be this big. In fact, when I, um, when I quit my job, I was just like, Hey, if I can ever make enough money to put a roof over my head and food on my plate, writing about sports, then I'll be the happiest person in the world. I, I had no idea that um, a career this big was even a possibility as recent as you know, six years ago. So 
Um, yeah, there's some doubts there, but what ultimately kept me going was just that I enjoyed this type of work. I enjoyed uh, sitting down and writing until I, I wrote something that made myself laugh. And so there was always that pull back towards it um, that, that didn't let me ever fully escape wanting to do this. You know, PFT, I, I know you're a busy man. Kind of one last question I, I wanted to shoot out there was, you know, people see you and they hear your show and they, they see it's one of the top podcasts in America. Um, they see you working for, you know, Barstool Sports, a major name. Um, and, and that's what they see and they say, that's what I want to do. Um, but they don't often see kind of the, the story behind it. And I'm glad you were kind of diving into some of that earlier. If you just had, you know, and you might, it might be just something you've already mentioned already. Um, that we could go back to or if it's something different we can go from there but you know if you could tell those people you know one key to success or one thing that's kind of helped you get to where you're at today or that they need to be prepared for if this is a route they kind of want to go what would that key to success be don't be afraid of being weird at all <laughs> don't like embrace that in fact if you're weird embrace the part of you that makes you a little bit weird the, you know, if you think in a different way than somebody else might, or if you have a different sense of humor than somebody else has, or if you're really good at, at seeing numbers in a way that somebody else might not, that doesn't necessarily make sense to them, uh, that difference is going to be what makes you successful. Because you, you can go out and find, you know, it's a dime a dozen finding somebody that's average at something, at something that is just like the rest of the pack. So if you've got anything that makes you stand out, that's actually a huge benefit for you. My sense of humor is way different than a lot of people. When I was growing up, it was definitely different than uh, you know, a lot of my friends, a lot of the people I went to school with. Um, but ultimately, if you, if you think in a way that might be a little bit different from everybody else, that's going to be your best friend. That's going to be your asset that you can turn into something successful. So don't, don't always, you know, fall in line or, or try to downplay something because maybe your friends don't think that there's something that you do is, uh, is very cool or very funny to them. Like just own yourself. And, uh, and if you're, if you think in a different way, just lean into that. Cause that's, that's what's going to make you special. That's what's going to make you successful. PFT, I appreciate your time this afternoon. Uh, one last thing, if anybody out there that's listening wanted to keep up with what you're doing and putting out there in your show, um, what's the best way that they can keep up with you? Uh, probably the best way is subscribe to Part of My Take on iTunes. But if you're, if you're in eighth grade, ask your parents first. It's got the E explicit <laughs> on there. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if you guys, uh, you guys found your way around that yet, found your way around the parental guide guidelines or controls but um yeah if you follow me on twitter at pft commenter or uh follow at pardon my take on twitter or on instagram uh that's that's where you'll see everything that we're up to daddy i'm learning so much from this podcast i appreciate the time pft took in order to join me on the show and i thought his story provided some great lessons we can all pull from Let's review this lesson for success. We've all got our interests. Some of them may be more shared than others. One thing PFT mentioned in his story was the potential that lies with dominating your niche. PFT knew what he was really interested in, and then he took that interest and passion for writing that he had and morphed it into a vessel that's dominating the podcast industry. 
He shared that we've all got those little voices in our head that are pushing us towards things that we're most interested in. We've got to take those leaps of faith, sometimes, and embrace what we're passionate about, even if it may seem like a crazy thing to do. Find your niche and dominate it. That's it for this episode of the Lessons for Success podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to screenshot the episode and share it on social media. Before you close the app, be sure you subscribe to the show on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to also tune into the daily episodes of the show, as well as some of the past interviews we've had with a variety of guests. Thank you for tuning in and see you next time on the Lessons for Success show podcast.